the wisdom that you and Piggott figured out. Right. And I've done this before because I go gallivant and I road trip and I and, and and you're not the only podcaster I run into. I run into oh, other. Yeah. And then we'll like, hey, dude, what's up, man? And like, oh, this or that, and we'll chat for an hour. Right. And it's the best. And time. then it's like, hey, we should do a podcast. We're like. And then we just like, oh shit, we're just going to talk about, oh, if we had just Wait. been recording that entire time. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about now. Yeah, well, it's, but then you're like going over, yeah, you know what I just told you 45 minutes ago? Yeah, well, let me tell it to you again. Yeah. Well, I tell this story. Wait, I know how this one ends. Yeah. Oh, it, damn it. And so, uh, me being an economist, right. I'm being very efficient, because here's how, we're going to like, we're going to we're gonna triple dip, triple time. Yes. You're not going to have to do a podcast. Right. I'm not going to have to do a podcast. <laughs> right. And then, uh, what was the third thing? Oh, and we will catch up. Oh. Which we were normally going to do anyway. Right. right. But now we're going to record it. and Oh, and then you can put it on your podcast. I'll put it on my podcast. And we're, we're done. We're done. Me and DT did the And it's perfect. Mm. Then you can go hike and run, and you can look at the uh, the college girls. Yes. Of which I noticed. When my, when I was here, was it summer? Yes, the kids were gone. They were gone. Okay, because I all of a sudden... Or no, it was winter, but they were gone. Was it Christmas it break was or something? I remember you were here in the snow and the ice. That's right. There was snow, but there was no... Yeah, I don't remember exactly what was up, but right, the kids were gone. Yeah. Maybe and there... it was Chris... Was it January? Early January? Uh, I want to see if it's more spring because I was Maybe surprised it was spring it was break. snow. Maybe it was spring break. But anyhow, well, yes, the kids were gone when you were here. They were gone, and I just... Parked my motorcycle. Yes, and walked the the fifty yards to your place. And I already saw two hot babes. I would totally bang. And then I hear all this dude bro uh, uh-huh. Rob Zombie music. I mean, so are we like exactly at Ground Center? Like, is this all student housing nearby? Oh yeah, like pretty really? much every you've yeah you got you walk okay. around this block. It's almost all college students. Oh, that field right out there. Yeah, that's the one you've heard me talk about in the cast. Where I look out the window and I will see. 200 college kids. Wait, a field? hundred of them. I yeah. thought there's a house over there. There's a field between them. Though. Hang on, hang on. Look let out me, the dark. Let me look. Keep it recording. No, it's recording. Yeah, I know. Have a look. The original Avengers. Yeah. Oh, good one, Josh. yes. We are so watching that. Oh, see that? Okay, yeah. Now envision that filled with 100 college girls in bikinis getting drunk. Yeah, I'm coming back here for some. So, yeah, they, no, right. they get out the giant sheet of plastic. Mm-hmm. And they water it down, and they do a giant drunken slip like and slide. Like slip and slide, yeah. yeah. Every okay. Year. All right. Every summer, slip and slide. Oh. Yeah, that's where it happens, right out there, man. It For is. some reason, I imagined a house was back there, but now I now I have the picture to go with the right with the stories. That's why when I'm casting, I sit there and go, oh, hold on, there's, there's a girl walking. She's walking across that field. And, no, it's not BS. And no, my it brain is. shuts yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. It's no, like, ah. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have that luxury. I got all my blinds pulled and I'm very much hermit like. I'm gonna gonna bang out this podcast. Right. It's gonna get done. Which is a good thing. It is. Um yeah, I have nowhere near over in the WBL I have nowhere near there's no campus. Um, mm-hmm. but I can see the pros and cons of both. There there are pros and cons. So yeah. It's um the the I think they just finished week two of school, so yeah, they're all freshly back and Oh they- so wait, is school already started now? Yeah, it has started. Okay, it's different. Minnesota, I think they start it later. Like, there's a law you cannot start until Labor Day. Really? Both schools and universities. And so there, I thought, and I thought that was universal, which I no. guess is not the case. 
There are schools, both K through 12 and college, that have started already in August. But, I mean, that was, to me, like, that was the sanctity. Like, June through August, those motherfucking teachers aren't touching us. Those motherfucking (laughs) goddamn Colonel Clink, Sergeant Schultz, cocksucking mother, they are not touching us. And then September 1st or whatever, yeah. And then, then we go back, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're back at college. But this is not, like, the two weeks... Before um, uh, before school starts, like you can move in, like they are already in school right now. Oh yeah, they're in school. Wow. Yeah, this was this was I think this was the second week. Okay. So, yeah, okay. they are back and settled. Which also I it pisses me off because I've been working so much because I missed it. You know, it's normally when oh, they first come back is yeah. you know when the little freshman girls are all disoriented and lost. And, <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's amusing in, in both senses and to go on campus and you know obviously hit on them but it's also amusing to go on the campus and watch them walking around lost uh-huh. and like trying to find stuff and then you try to help them and that's even funnier because you're like well it's that way and then you watch them walking in the opposite have, wait you so. have been hitting the gym a little bit yeah no you you've like bulked up <laughs> now that I'm looking, like no, you oh, have like beforehand. Oh, yeah, it's you're huge. Like, it's well, huge. no, I'm not, you're not the no. guns of Navarone just yet. But yeah. I was about to say you did, you did physically change, because like I, you could tell, definitely you could tell. That's like wow, that's cool, man. I didn't not I, no homo or anything. No, no, I get it, man. Yeah. Other than the last two weeks, where I've just been working my ass off. Yes, I no. was fucking hitting the gym. Just saying, yeah, not I, not, not bulked up, but goddamn. Gotta yeah, do it. I have, I have, no, you do. I have not been hitting the gym. I got, I, I, I do want to hit the gym tomorrow. I did hit the gym, um, what, a day or two ago. Right. But part when I when I go out west, what I bank on is the fact I'm going to be hiking my ass off. Right. I did a beautiful 13 mile hike on the in the Black Hills. Oh, nice. And then uh, I did hit the gym because I got an Anytime Fitness um, membership. Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, well, old guys like us, yeah, we got to hit the gym. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's just, I don't like it. I really don't I, like it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Most of the time, it's, it's not even. It's just the getting there part. It's like I guess I don't mind it once no, I'm there. But no, 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 no. Like, I, well, well, it's lucky to be you. You know, Ed Lattimore. Who? Ed Lattimore. <laughs> I know you eschew the social media, even yeah. though you have a, a. The irony of you having a podcast that has gone for 10 years and you eschew social media mm-hmm. anyway if you get on twitter look up ed Lattimore. okay um he will make you feel like shit okay as he like okay he's super accomplished um he, but but he also has taken a uh because of his super accomplishment he has uh gotten a bit of prominence on the interwebs and the right leaning manosphere or whatever you want to call it anyway so he's a heavyweight boxer 13 and 1 he he is not an officer in the military. I was informed he is merely an enlisted man, oh, merely. Um, just like you. Um, he has a degree in physics and uh. he's an author on top of it. So this is oh, like this. So he hasn't done much. Yeah, he hasn't no, done jack no. shit with his life. Shit. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so so he's like Mister Freaking Goody Two Shoes oh, Boy Scout, you know, type of guy. And on Twitter, we'll, we'll banter back and forth, but we're we're totally yin and yang. He's like. He actually wrote an article, How to Wake Up Early in the Morning. Yes. As All if right. this was a fucking thing to emulate. Like, you'd want to. 
And well, sure you say, dude. I love getting up early in the well, morning. Well, okay, all right. Whatever they brainwash you guys in the military <laughs> with to get up early in the <laughs> right. morning. My oh. stepdad, you, my grandpa, whatever. It's 0400. I gotta get out of bed. So he writes this piece, and he's being serious, but sure. you know, you know, it, but it's funny. Right. This is not gonna go into the economist. He's like, how to right, get sure. up early in the morning? And oh, you gotta do this. You gotta set your mind. And then I just tweeted back, oh, the old. Early morning risers cult. Take your false religion and shove it off your ass, Ed. And, and um, but he he was the type of guy. He's like, once I get into the gym, then it's almost like an addiction. And I'm like, no. So apparently, you once you get there, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I'm saying once I'm there and I'm doing it, I'm not completely miserable. But I'm right. not like. Oh my God! I'm so happy to be at the gym. That's ex- yeah! that's exactly how he sounds, even See, though he's not, like a six foot three huge right. black man that could beat us both. <laughs> but that's exactly how he sounds. See, I don't go that far. Yeah, but well, he does apparently. I, some people do. Yeah, and they're all like, "Oh, won't you get you know what did they call it? Um, not roid rage, rage. You get bit by the bug or something like that. Like you get addicted to it. Right, and I'm right. like, no, no. The worst part of my life." Quite literally. I'm not joking. The worst part of my life right. is going to that goddamn gym. And it's not the going to it. I just commit to it. It's sitting there and suffering through the lifting of heavy metal objects. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, I don't like it at all. I really all right. don't know. I can think of a few things that are worse in my life than going to the gym. But still, it's, it's still not my favorite. Yeah, no, I got bigger, more philosophical problems in right. the gym. I just, I just... Like out of the normal run of the mill things that happens, shaving, yeah, taking a crap, yeah, um, answering questions online, paying tax. Really, I'd rather pay taxes than go to the gym. Mm. That's how much I hate going to the well, gym. What if you had to pay taxes three times a week, though? What do you mean three times a week? Well, you go to the gym three times. But a yeah, week, but right? I, it's amortized. What I could, I, oh. I, I what, 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 what's the difference? That's, okay. that's not analogous. <laughs> I just cut this big-ass check every quarter, send it off to the feds and dickhead Mark Dayton, and and that's it. But but every, yeah, about three or four times. Now, I don't mind running. Right. And you enjoy running, I love too. running. You love running, yeah. Yeah. But, and probably, I'm assuming you like running probably the same reason I do, because you're going somewhere and you yeah, can see, see things. Shit. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. That's why I don't understand the people who do the running on the treadmill at the gym. Because I've, I've done that in the past, and it's like, it was terrible. Like, wintertime, I understand. That, like, in win, cold. Yeah, wintertime yeah. and cold, I can buy it. See, now here's what's funny, though, I've, and I've observed this. As you may know, I travel around the West you a do. little bit, okay? Where there happen to be these things called mountains <laughs> and canyons. And, and here I am in Rapid City and, uh, and Denver and Phoenix mm-hmm. and all these different places. And there's these mountains to climb. Like Phoenix is a is the is a hiker's paradise because there are mountains in the city. There are literally mountains that jut out of the base, and you can go climb. There's a mountain within five minutes of wherever you live in Phoenix. So, and here I am. There's like these workout places, and these people are at the gym. And this is not like a 120 degree day in summer. Right, this is right. winter where it's 70 degrees. There's no humidity. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? On this treadmill, there's a mountain. There's Squaw Peak. There's Camelback. There's a Peralta Mountain Range. What are you doing? 
running indoors on this perfectly and same thing with Rapid City. There's um there's a nice park in the the Rapid Creek going through Rapid City. I'm not saying it's a bad park, but if you live in the Black Hills, what are you doing running in the city? Go two mm. miles into the mountains and go for a freaking hike. So and that, uh, but I've I've learned not to ask questions anymore and no. just accept. You know. Exactly. Yep. I see it here. Yeah. I go to the gym here and in this, yeah, they're in there running on the things and I'm like, it's a perfectly nice day outside. Yeah. The mountains, the mountains are right there. The mountains are right there. Yeah. I mean, there's a trail, like the gym I go to, if you go out the gym and you go out the door and no. you walk about 50, <laughs> about uh, 50 yards, you come to the bike slash running trail that goes down by the river and it goes off and you can go off road and you can go around and the little the lakes and, and it, yeah, and this is like they're in there running. I'm like, are you guys? And it's always women. We can blame it on girls. What in, in the gym or out in on the, the gym trail? that I that I see here in the gym running? I've like I don't think I've seen a guy on the treadmills in ages. I don't blame. Well, it's yeah, no, they'd be right. But well, you go out I've, I've, when you do the podcast from the trail. Yes, I love it how you spot animals. See, because that's another thing. Like, yeah. I, like I say, like, oh hey, I saw a rattlesnake, a little baby one, mm-hmm. on my hike. Two or three oh, days ago. Cool. Well, you don't want to get bit by it, but I, no, I was just—I no, was like, "Whoa, hey!" It's great. To, yeah, yeah, it's good to see. But you know, you just—you see these different animals, and like yeah. it adds—it adds color or flavor to the hike. Um, but yeah, usually you, well, half the time you're being interrupted. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> oh, hey. exactly. Hey, what's up? Why don't you come out and show? Hey, yeah. huh? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, no, I'll go been. back and looking at the deer. This. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. So, what's this big thing? You got like a big work coming up? Yes. Yeah. And I know you don't want to like no, divulge no, too but, much. You know, I, I can divulge just you know, a little. We got next week we're doing, well, I can blow, I can divulge this one because there's a lot going on up there. We will be doing part of the Scottish Festival up in Estes Park. I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not. No, I've heard of, is it Estes or Estes? Estes. I, I, I call it Estes, but I could be wrong. Okay. Cause right. Estes could be it too. But anyhow, yeah, it's a big festival. It's going on for like 40 years now. Really? Basically, the guy who runs it, he still runs it. He's about 170 years old at this point. No kidding. And he, he, and it's, it's one of those interesting stories. So back in the day, Estes Park, Estes Park, whichever the hell it is, you know, winter would start coming up and it's all tourist driven. And so mm-hmm. the town would start drying up and businesses were going out of business and all this other stuff. And wait, so wait, wait, slow, slow down. Seasonally, this would Yeah, happen? seasonally, right. So, so they just, didn't know to, like, charge enough? The, yeah, oh, no, I guess not. Okay, so, yeah, all right. <clears throat> as he told the story to us, so back in the day, right, winter starts coming and nobody wants to come up there. So this guy, and he sat down with some other friends and said, well, let's. I'm going to start a festival in the slow season that will draw people up here. Okay, so let and me understand, let me understand what slow season is. Is slow season winter or don't they have skiing up there? They don't have skiing up there. Okay, so slow season is winter for them. All right, so he's coming up for Estes, right. yes. Estes Park, all right. Yes, slow season used to be winter. And it's it's just the road getting up there, I mean, it can get snowed in pretty easy because it's not a four-lane road. and It's winding, yada, yada, yada. Right, right. So, yeah, he came up with this thing because he's Scottish and he just invented this Scottish festival thing out his ass and it took off and shit, people show up from all over the fucking world. Really? For Scottish Festival over in Estes Park up in the hills. 
And apparently, I, I went up there once many years ago. I haven't been since. And when we went up earlier this week to scout things out, and we were talking to the guys and some of the people that work at the place, and they're going, yeah, you got to come up here and see the jousting. Because the guy says... Jousting. The guy says, you know, when I, when I first heard about it, I thought like jousting, like the Renaissance Fair, you yeah. know, the little, you know, play acting shit. He says, no. Real horses with real shit? He's like, no, yeah. He said, this is real armor. He said... Like halfway through, fifty percent of the people are out from injuries. He said he's seen people bloodied. No, people getting. He's like he, he said they come at each other and they hit each other with those joust. Right. And he said they lay on the ground for like thirty seconds before they even get up because that's wow. how hard they're hitting each other. He said it was the most amazing shit I saw because he's like yeah I thought this was going to be fake Renaissance fair shit. He said this is the real thing. So this is this this weekend. It is next weekend. Next week. All right. right. I, uh, yeah, I'll probably is, be gone by that time. But yeah, dang it, I'm missing everything. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I don't know it, what exact days jousting happens, cause, but that almost might be worth coming back up. So yeah, I think it'll be pretty interesting. And this, I will be free during the jousting part, so I might go check it out myself. Yeah, that, that, I've never seen jousting. Never see it. Right, I although that that's kind of been the when I came down here from Rapid uh, City, South Dakota, for the listeners, mm-hmm. um, I you don't think anything happens out like in northern Nebraska or eastern Wyoming? You think there's nothing going on? So I had dropped south of uh, Rapid City and stopped it, stopped in all my old haunts, uh, which are stories unto themselves, which I'll get to later, but. Um, when I got to this town called Crawford, Nebraska, I go in, I uh, get some gas because you got to get gas when you can in these towns. Right. <laughs> and there's like, and what I've been doing is taking a penchant for off the road, far removed antique stores. And my logic and reasoning goes, if they're that far removed then they're and they're not off the highway, there might actually be a find there. There might be something mm-hmm. really cool to check out. So I found this antique score. It's really cool. I'm talking to the old guy there, and um, he happens to have some of these fair burnagas, which is this kind of semi-precious stone that's found in the area. He's, I said, oh, you got fair burnagas. He's, oh, well, there's a rock show going on. I'm like, what? Like, there's a rock show at the park. Crawford, Nebraska. No one's ever heard of it. You look it up on the map. It's in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, well, I gotta check this out. I'm here. I'm here. And this a lot of this trip is to I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to rush. I'm taking my time. So I'm like, I'm gonna check out the rock festival at Crawford, Nebraska. So I pull in. Honest to God, great one. There were some of the best pieces I've seen. Like most people had way better collections. Now, admittedly, they bought a lot of theirs. Right. But then I got to this one guy, and I could even identify the strata and the type of fossil. I said, did you get this in Kemmerer, Wyoming? And he's like, yes, I did. I'm like, God. And, and like, he's got a fish. He's got a fish about a foot long. And I have fossils from the exact same fossil bed in Kemmerer, but they're, they're maybe like, you know, an inch long and really crappy. And he's got this foot long looking, like real, you know, museum looking piece. And I'm just walking around, and and, and what was sad is, at uh, in attendance of this entire ride, and there are some great pieces, like genuine museum pieces. There's some pieces that were going for a thousand bucks, and they're worth it. They were definitely mm-hmm. worth a thousand dollars. There were no people. 
It was all the vendors. But there's nobody in Crawford, Nebraska, except for old farts and old farmers. And so I kind of asked, I said, well, what do you hear if there's nobody buying? He's like, yeah, we kind of go here and sometimes suppliers or uh, dealers show up. I think, like, you drive all the way to Crawford, Nebraska, but it was, but you wouldn't have known. You would not have known. So now I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I should have to see the jousting. And I wouldn't have seen, I wouldn't have seen that if I didn't go to the, the municipal park. But anyway, um, speaking of 170 year old guys. Yes. So the old haunts I'm going to. Uh, I spent a decade ago. I spent like two summers, three summers out in the Black Hills, and so I got to know all these people, like the community. Because ten years ago, there wasn't internet in Hot Springs or Buffalo Gap or all this other stuff, and you got to know the community through word of mouth. You go to the bar, you go to the library, you go to the senior centers, you go, you find you the poker game, right? And so I ended up knowing you, you get to know a lot of older people. Um, because usually they're the, the young kids, they're all doing drugs or something like that. They're not having fun. Just the old people still live a little bit in these small towns. So it turns out I go through Buffalo Gap and Hot Springs, uh, and I find out four of the main old dudes are either dead or have moved on. So the guy that ran the hotel we stayed at at Hot Springs, uh, he's retired, Big Jerry. So he's no more. So I ain't got nobody to talk to there. Then the commander of the American Legion in Hot Springs, Willie, he, <clears throat> Creole, like heavy accent, Creole mm. accent, black guy. Yes. Only black guy in Hot Springs, South Dakota. And it, oh, hey, man. Oh, you understand? And it's like, Willie, for fuck's sake, no one understands you. What are you doing? <laughs> Heart of fucking gold, like the biggest grandpa you'd ever. But then a hey. ladies, man, he was dating a girl over at um, Spearfish State. Like half his age, yes. But, like y- you think uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. from um, oh, what was it, Tropic Thunder, where he plays the black man and plays the Southern Creole accent. This guy was that guy, but ten times more intent. Like you cannot. It's like half the time we had to say, "Willie, what the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> so it, they shut down the American Legion, and now I guess he got promoted uh, to... He's in Sioux Falls. He's the state commander, but he ain't in the Black Hills no more. Then, Alvin, he has a rock shop over on Highway 79. Very good collection. You know, again, museum pieces are going, and I like to talk shop with him. So I'm driving down uh, Highway 79, and I know it's coming around the bend, and the building is gone. It's just gone. It's concrete slab. And i like, okay, I guess I guess Alvin ain't in business no more. So I continue on to Buffalo Gap where there's Lee. Now, Lee is probably the most interesting out of all of them. 91 or 92 years old, runs a bar. The bar called The Bar in Buffalo Gap. Buffalo Gap, maybe 50 people live there. Dirt roads. You have to know it's there to go there. Um, they even have hootenannies or, or shakely dings or whatever they call <laughs> <laughs> like with real cowboys. Right. So I go there and there's a for sale sign on his bar. I'm like, no. Oh. No. Now, a year ago or two years ago, I went to this bar and you got to understand Lee carried a sawed off shotgun and he also lived at the bar. And you didn't mess with Lee. It was like the soup Nazi. You order your drink, you pay your cash, you shut the fuck up, and then you go. 
So the one time I show up, uh, or the last time I showed up, two drunk Indians because the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation is nearby. You couldn't tell, something was nefarious going on. And they're trying to like haggle them for a price of two beers. And one Indian just a huge motherfucker and the other one's a like normal sized guy. And there are a couple other guys in there, but I'm like, you know what? And, you know, Lee was only 89 at the time. And I'm like, I had my pistol. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay here. And, and so they kept haggling, haggling. I'm like, this ain't right. So I stepped outside. Well, there's a, they got their truck running. And there's another Indian with a bottle of Jack Daniels in the truck. And, I mean, it was just really weird. I'm like, so I called up the cops. And I'm like, I better go back in. And, um. Inevitably, I think there were too many people. Uh, these guys uh, ran off or whatever, and they may have actually paid for their beers. But I ended up talking to him. He's like, hey, thanks for doing that. I'm like, yeah, it seemed like something was wrong there. He's like, yeah, something was wrong. And this is like the first time Lee had ever talked to me. Right. You know, like this guy's like, how many you want? Like, uh, all right. I mean, and and so I say, yeah, well, just so you know, I had, you know, I got a Springfield on me, you know, that nothing was going to. He's like, oh, I really appreciate it, you know. And then he tells me, like, it's good. It's good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you're my friend. I'm like, holy shit, I'm Lee's friend. friend. So yes. I get to find out. He served in World War II. You know what he was? A sniper in the Pacific oh, Theater. I'm just like, damn. holy shit. I got these mustard seed holy nuts shit. compared to this guy. Yeah, wow. So I pull into Buffalo Gap. His bar has a for sale sign. I go to the bar across the street. I talk to the guy. I say, did Lee pass away? He's like, yeah, Lee passed away. I'm like, shit. Ah, oh, terrible. So Lee passed away. And I asked him about Alvin, the rock shop guy. And he's, yeah, Alvin passed Because it's a small community. Even sure, though right. they're 40 everybody. miles apart, everybody knows. Yeah. Yep. So Alvin passed. And it was just sad. So like, like all these old timers, all this wisdom and great conversationalists, you know, great conversationalists. Right. It's just. And they're gone. And it was sad because it's like, it really took out a lot of the black. I mean, I love the Black Hills, but it's all of a sudden, you know, I was on my way out. I had this great hike. I had great cigars. Da, 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 and, and this and that. And the motorcycle riding was great. Found some new trails. And then it's like, oh, like the four coolest dudes I know are either dead or gone or pensioned off somewhere. That's it. That was my story. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of depressing, man. God damn. All the cruel guys go away eventually. Yeah. I mean, well, do you get out? I mean, I know you don't got a car here or nothing, but, like, do you ever have the adventuring story? I mean, do you ever get cooped up out here? I know you get your hiking in and your biking, but, I mean, are you content? No, I kind of don't. I mean, yeah, because between the hiking and the biking and doing, excuse me, doing shit for, you know, the job I do and going stuff, I mean, I'm being... Up in the mountains for next week. We're staying up there the whole time. Oh. Week after that, I'm going to another damn city and staying there for a bloody week to do a gig. But yeah, you know, there's times when it's ah, I jump on a road and cruise around. But for the most part, no, nah, it, it doesn't drive me crazy being in one spot. Oh, that man, I envy you. Like I had to get out. Like I oh, promised I, myself I, I'd stay in Minnesota for like the summer because it's mm-hmm. nice in Minnesota. And then, Is it? But yeah, it was still like. And once I left four days ago, I'm like in a way better mood. I, I just, I don't know what it, wanderlust or whatever it's called. But sure. were, were you kicking around moving back to Texas though sometime, you were thinking? I mean, it's going to happen eventually, I'm pretty sure. No. I just, not, 
Yeah, you know, not anytime soon that I know of, because I'm always like, eh, I've just, you know, I had it with these kids on my lawn. <laughs> but then it's like, I, you know, then I see the cute kids, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's okay for them to be on the lawn. And. Well, and, you know, as whatever drawbacks may be, you look, you can go to, back to Texas. Yep. And if you want to, absolutely should. But you, I guarantee you, you will fondly remember this place. Oh, yeah. Like 10, 15, 20 years from after you, you'll be like, dang, why did you move? Why did I move? Or, you know, because it, it ain't the worst. You do have a nice setup. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be much worse. I don't think I've ever really lived any place that really, really sucked either. I haven't lived a lot of places. I lived in Farmington, New Mexico for a while. You kicked around New Mexico much? I have, but... Driving through, like, we're talking 15 years ago, I did, because I was naive. I didn't know what was the better state, Arizona or New Mexico, because right. New Mexico was closer. I'm like, let's do New Mexico. I re- realized New Mexico was a shithole. Um, it is in a lot of ways. When I worked in New Mexico, I worked in the oil field. And so, yeah, the cities in a lot of ways were shitholes. Like, I lived in Farmington. There was one bar in the whole town. And But if you like getting out, the things I liked about it, though, were going out on the trails going out mountain biking on the trails at night. Okay, because you got a full moon? Full, full okay. moon. Also, you just get a really good headlight because it's, it's fairly flat. You know, there's not yeah. giant obstacles. And then, I mean, some of those times we'd be going out to rig sites and, I mean, shit, you get on this road and you drive forever. And then you turn off on this oil field road, this dirt road, go into a rig. You know, there's nothing down there but a gas. It's actually, I say oil field, it's, it's actually gas, mostly natural, natural gas. gas. Yeah. You know, um... Not to interrupt your story. Uh, what's her name? Oh. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, Jesse Price. Jesse Price. I don't think so. The redhead? Oh, She's redhead. like Rosie the Riveter. She works down in the southern end of Colorado uh, by Durango, and she is a, a, mm. a wellhead, um, and she's always bust. Like, she'll take pictures of her injuries. Oh, yeah. And and anytime I hear these women, like, eh, it's like, oh, shut up. You are no Jesse Price. Like, this gal... She's a mechanic. She fixes wellheads and oh, everything. Yeah, she. That's tough. Yeah, she's. Oh, it's it's a tough job, but yeah, she she's a, she's a cool guy. Anyway, so you you're, you're biking out to, to so anyway, nowhere. Well, yeah, not biking, but driving, like mm-hmm. for work. I'm going out to a rig site, you know. So you turn down this dirt road and you're going, and you're going, and suddenly you come on this place and it's just beautiful, like you know, the just, lights and everything. Or? Well, just the 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 scenery, the the mountain, the rock, the fucking whatever. I mean, there's some really beautiful places out there in New Mexico. It's just not really in, it's not in any of the cities that I ever saw. But you get out there in the middle of nowhere, and there's some fantastic scenery. Are we talking in the northern half? Because I went down by Socorro and Alamogordo. Yeah, this was all up in northeast, like right on, because Farmington is like direct south of Durango. Wait. Colorado. Okay, all right. Yeah, and so it we is in the Taos area. Yeah, okay. we always all used right. to say the best thing about Farmington is that it's an hour away from Durango. Okay. So, yeah, right up there in that northeast corner is where I did almost all my tromping. I guarantee you guys are probably mining the same gas field because that's out in the neck of the woods that she's at. Probably so. Yeah. But, see, and maybe that, because I never did northern New Mexico. It was like, I wanted to go to Alamogordo to see if I could find the Atari 2600 E.T. cartridges that were buried. Do you remember? They even did it. They actually dug it up. You remember mm-hmm. E.T. Atari 2600? Horrible video game? Yeah. Okay. So, they made... They wanted to capitalize on E.T. the movie. Right. So, they rushed to production the video game, which is why it's a little janky. It's a little... Uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Buggy? Buggy, thank you. And uh, same thing with Indiana Jones. Like, that didn't make any sense playing that one for Atari 2600 either. Anyway, um, the video game flopped, mm-hmm. and they had such overhead and inventory that it was just cheaper to go and bury them in a landfill in Alamogordo, uh, New Mexico. And I had known this before they actually went back out and did exactly what I did. We're talking like 20 years ago or 15 years ago. I'm like, I'm going to go to Alamogordo and I'm going to find out maybe, you know, I know it might be down there a little bit. Well, it turns out that like they pavemented over it or cemented over it. I'm like, oh, I guess there's no way to do it. Well, sure enough, 15 years later, they go dig up the guy that programmed E.T. They do a whole documentary on it. And he's out there with this team of other geeks and nerds, which I'm totally for. Right. I'm like, I, yeah, what I, yeah. And they and they found it because I guess <laughs> the the dump site recorded by date where different trenches and layers oh, went. So they started right. digging, and it was kind of a bit of paleontology. Like, oh look, CDs. Yeah. Okay. Well, those haven't been around. Okay, we're at least back. Oh look. Cassettes. Go now. Hey, 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 now, now, then and, you find an eight track. Well, no, then you go in too far back, and then <laughs> no. they found records or you know, whatever stuff, stuff sure, that would have been sure. from the time. And then, sure enough, they actually and found Twinkies. They, yeah, twi- they found these uh, uh, ET Atari Twenty Six Hundred video games, and the guy was so emotional he started crying, and I'm like, well, I don't know what. You know, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I don't know if I cry, cry about over it. it. Yeah, but right. I think that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, God. All right, speaking of neat things, before mm-hmm. I forget, I have to ask you this. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to your podcast today at work. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back in the ancient days. This is probably years ago. And you went down this rabbit hole where you got on the Internet and you were looking up websites where women sell their used panties. Yes. And you yes. found this one chick and you said, oh, I, I got to interview her. Did you ever interview her? Is no. that a podcast oh. I'm going to hear? Uh, no, I should. You know God, what? you I, should. See, and Emily. Emily's, was her name Emily? Emily. Emily's panties. Emily's. Oh, God. Like, Hang on. Let me look it up. Let me see. Dude, I, I'm like, oh, my God. I want to hear that podcast. I, I, I should have followed up on that, but my uh, journalism is very bad. Emily's right. panties. Hang on. Because I'm going to be honest, I have had the same thought in the past of just buying women's panties and getting my friends to wear them and then selling them online. You'd, you'd make, like you were saying, she were going for 60 bucks a yeah. pop. Emily's like, used panties. Emily's com. Used panties. Here it is. There it is. Hundreds of pairs for sale. How hard is it? You, you could spend an hour and put on. <laughs> right. And I don't even see, you don't even see her face. It's just her body. Yeah. Um. So. Do you know Ann Sturzinger? Well, I know of her because right. you've mentioned her. She's, yeah, I and she's on Facebook yeah. and all that. So Ann actually followed through on this. I was on a, a podcast with her. It was Chris Beckloff's podcast. And John Steele was like, I don't even want to hear you women complain anymore. I don't want to hear you women complain anymore about how you can't close the way Jeopardy you can. You can sell your fucking used panties online. You could become a webcam. Don't give me this fucking bullshit that it's so hard. I can't put something on my dick and sell it online. And so <laughs> so we were we were saying we we're talking to Emma like, and you gotta you gotta try. So she did. And there is there it's weird like you could see it on TV 
You can see it in the movies. You can have fucking Anderson Cooper reporting about with live act. You don't believe it until like someone you actually know does it. <laughs> so uh, she did. I'm like, and you got to do this just for, so she did. Yes. And she started. So she actually did make some money. But what it is is it's the behind the scenes, the, lo- the scenes, the logistics. Like, okay, you got to like the high end panties because I don't know. Uh, I don't I, buy panties. I don't either. But, but like the high-end ones, the lacy frilly shit, that right. stuff can run 20 bucks a shot. Oh, yeah, I can believe that. Right. And then there's um, d- uh, delivery or shipping Posted and handling. Shipping. shipping. So that's 25 sure. or whatever. Um, then you got to wear it, and then you got to ship it to them on top of it. And then you got to be popular enough or have enough of a following that guys are going to be willing to pay what is essentially $30 shipping, handling, and, and material cost, and then your time. So what you got to do is like $60 for panties or 40 and you're only making 10 bucks a shot. And like, is it worth you to... Now, here's what got what was really sick and weird. So I'm thinking like, you don't have to wear them. Like, you know, just buy them in bulk. How the hell, you know, you're some, you could be exactly. a guy. Exactly. You could be a fat, bloated guy. You grab some cute girl, pictures off the yep. internet, whatever. You put up a fake profile. You go get panties as cheap as you can, and then you just put them in the mail. Nope, there is some biology behind this. Men sniff the fucking panties. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. That's the whole reason they buy those. I thought it was just like, oh, it's her panties. Yeah, okay, well, you knew this. How did you know this? I'll blame the internet. Yeah, now, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not because I don't believe anything anymore. You probably right. heard that. I heard many moons ago that in Japan, this is where I first heard of it. Yeah. I heard in Japan, this was like a big thing, the used panties. Yeah. I even heard, not saying it's true, that you could buy used panties out of vending machines. That is true, but it was only like one vending machine, but it became, everyone thought they were they all over the place. Yeah, all the those weirdo Japanese people. Yeah, right. But anyhow, that, I think that was the first time I'd ever heard of it, was sort of in that context when mm-hmm. I started getting into anime and things like that and right. discovering Japanese culture. But yes, and then somewhere along the way, I learned that, yes, the point was that men would sniff them for the scent. See, but, and that was where it got. To me, weird, but I have to accept it as reality because it's biology. Right. I guess there's a scent. And men can distinguish, and they're not even necessarily paying for the panties. They're paying for, for the, the goddamn scent. scent. It's the scent. And Anne was saying, like, yeah, I, you know, now I don't, I'm paraphrasing the discussion, but right. like, I, I don't have the right scent, or I, I haven't found the market that. And after a while, she's just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a money loser. But you're making minimum wage. Like you, your right. time is better spent doing other stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, I guess I could contact Emily. She probably has like way better uh, salesmanship. I mean, <laughs> a larger market. Well, yeah, maybe she has good funks. I mean, she's still around. Yeah, no, she's got her. She got her website up. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just, well, like you, it's it's therapy. I. I, I Tune in on, hey, it's the Clary Podcast. Right. And, uh, <laughs> fuck you. What's on my computer now? Rant, rant, rant. Rant, rant, rant. Like, grumble, in the old, grumble, grumble. In the olden days, I used to have, like, I'd have an outline. Like, when I was on radio, I used to do that. Right. And, and maybe provided for a better show. But, yeah, you're at, 
I, well, did I tell you? See, you have the same problem. I have lots of problems. Well, Which one? Well, where people tell you how to do your job. <laughs> you know, I didn't, you, mean, but so, you know, some people I don't mind. Like if somebody like you gave me some advice about the podcast, okay, you, but you have credibility. And I would only but give, when you, it's like give you advice Yahoo's, to help you. Yeah. When it's Yahoo's on YouTube and shit, it's mm. like, and where's your podcast at? So I, you know, no, just shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Mister Japanese up. Anime Avatar, or my favorite Roman sculpture or Greek sculpture guy, or <laughs> picture of British hero of yesteryear, right. but not your real face with your two fucking subscribers. You're going to tell me, you know, I can handle 60 minutes, but I can't handle 90. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? You're just going to be like, you're my girlfriend. You're going to handle as much as I'm going to give you. Sometimes it'll be 30 seconds. Sometimes it might be two hours. More along the 30 (laughs) seconds, but you're (laughs) going to get what I give you. And and you know what's funny is like, they they always, oh, there's one thing that that the guy, the program director did tell me. He he did give me some good advice in Mm -hmm. hindsight. He's like, you never listen to your callers. Mm. I mean, you listen to them, but you never heed their advice. Right. You never take, you know, like the vast majority of your listeners do not call in. The people that call in or contact you are the weirdos. Yeah. So like the people in your comments section, not all of them, some of them no, but no, a, a right. lot of them are, are the weirdos and you can pretty much dismiss it outright. I, th- I think it's like the extremes. Mm. It's either you're really hardcore fans, mm. which I'm. I'm still kind of shocked sometimes when I find out someone actually listens to my podcast because I'm like, you got what? several hundred at least. Really, someone's really? listening to this. Yeah. So I know the fact that my my website says now that I have something like 400 RSS subscribers. I'm That's like, awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's either because I get a few people who comment semi regular and stuff, and like I now know them by name. And then yeah, then there's the 80 percent, which are the fringe element who are just. Weird. Yeah, I, I've had to stop because I gotta I gotta get to a happier place, and I've I've kind of tuned out of the news. Mm. I don't really read my comment sections anymore, um, because it just gets depressing, right? Um, and then I focus on writing or doing something else. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it really is like here's the product. I'm doing my crap, and that's where ninety seven, ninety eight percent of your readers and listeners and followers are and they like that and they're like yeah cool he's gonna curse and swear it's therapy for him it's therapy for most stuff yeah it's entertaining and yada 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 right right yes um i think the the best one i think my favorite comment yet and i talked about this on my cast already but the person who said yeah this podcast sounded like a my uncle getting drunk and telling stories wow that's and I'm saying, well, yeah, that's because I am somebody's <laughs> uncle, and I was drinking a beer, and I was telling a story. Yes, that's exactly what it sounds See, like, and that's that's exactly what I want to hear. God, and it's exact. That's why right. I like. Well, the the guy who retired from the hotel. That's half the reason I went to this. This is, it's called the Skyline Motel. If anybody's listening, and you want to go stay someplace cheap and clean. Although I don't know, it's under new management now, obviously, because Big Jerry's no longer there. Right. But what I loved about it is because there's a VA in town in Hot Springs and there's not a, the hotels are pretty expensive. This was like the dirt cheap right one. And so what he would do is he'd do month long rentals or week long rentals. So it's kind of like quasi long term housing or medium term housing. So you get all these vets 
and they're all 60 years old plus, and they're yes. all telling you stories. So at night, they'd all break out their booze, their Jack Daniels, their cigarettes. They'd sit on the patio. Uh. And you just, you didn't have to go to the movies. Right. You no, just sat there and listened to it. Sit there and shut up. Yeah. And just yeah. listen. Oh, God, it sounds fantastic. When I was a kid, that would sound terrible. That's the other thing about being young and stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I didn't take advantage of my grandfather telling oh. his stories because I was young and stupid. Yeah. And now that he's dead and everything, it's like, oh, what I wouldn't give to have just got a microphone and sit down with him for days and just ask questions and let him tell stories and just record that shit. Yeah. Ah, oh, the stupidity of youth. I remember. Now, I love my grandpa. He's He was and to this day is my favorite human ever. And no one's even going to come close to him. Uh, so it wasn't like I didn't appreciate him. <clears throat> right. But... It was, I mean, you're right. You're not an adult. And then when you look back at him, you know, he died when I was 24. Oh. And I was an adult and, and there was like some, but you're like starving and you're trying to get, but as sure. a, as a, as a mensch, as a 30 plus year old male, you, it's, you, your tastes are refined. So it's like a scotch. Yes. You're like, this was the finest canter of scotch one could ever taste. And you had a sip of it when you were 12, but you didn't know what, what it was. Right. You didn't know what it was. Right. You didn't know to appreciate it. You wanted to go do something stupid, whatever. Right. You didn't realize the wisdom that or was entertainment there. Failure. Or the entertainment, oh, sure. God. He would... My grandpa was a little bit more... You think I curse a lot. <laughs> my, Because everybody loved him so much. He'd show up, you know, at my, at my folks' place. And it usually be for a family, you know, like Memorial Day or whatever. And then everybody won a piece of him. And what he'd do is like, Jesus fucking Christ... You know, like, hey, do this. Hey, do that. What do you want me to do? Shove a broomstick up my ass and start <laughs> sweeping for you? Leave me the fuck alone. Where's my scotch? Yeah, I mean, just this God almighty. And uh, was, I think, the first wave or second wave on Iwo Jima. Oh, man. And he was moved from a boat. Is You got too much. I'm going to go to this right. boat. The boat he got transferred from got hit by a mortar. Everyone oh, did. I mean, God. yeah, I mean, just... Just and and you would never know, you know, like he would never, you know, if you asked him, I'm sure he'd tell you, but it was hell. And the fact that he came out so happy, so full of life, maybe that's why he appreciated right. life so much. Yeah. But you didn't realize or appreciate what you had there with this cursing, boozing. I mean, okay, here's my grandpa. He says, Now listen, when you get in, I mean, I'm, I'm 13, I don't know what he's talking about. Don't do any of this. Come here and smell my girlfriend. He'd show me two fingers. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay. And I just walk away. Because that's what the, the guys would do over, you know, uh, uh, Japan or wherever. Like, hey, come here and smell my girlfriend, you know? And just, <laughs> and this is the uh, d- the esteemed World War II proper general, all Dwight Eisenhower, squeaky clean Boy Scouts. Oh, God. Oh, oh man. Yeah, and now, I mean, are any of your grandparents still alive or no? No, no, they're both gone. My grandma's still alive. Step-grandma. My, my real grandma died like at 49, so, but my uh, step-grandma, she's 90, so she's still around. Man. And, um, that's cool. She's real classy. She uh, she can still beat you in cards. That's the problem. She takes your money. <sighs> Damn. She does it very nicely. Card so can't, yeah, she is a card shark. She is a card shark. I don't care if she's nice and old and sweet. Mm-hmm. She, she still snookered me out of 10 bucks. 
<laughs> she's a wily one. Yeah. See, again, the wisdom that comes with age. Yeah, no, I... Well, she's not so much... She's not as much of a character. Right. She is a Sophia Loren class act. Mm. Like, this is the how women should be. Right. And I don't mean old grandma lady. I mean, yeah, she's a grandma lady, but she's just class. She's a great conversationalist. She's very polite. Um, she's charming. Um, and I know this sounds stupid, but it's true. She, I don't think it's fake. I think it's maybe that was trained back in the days in the youth with women back then. But she has a heavenly laugh. And I think women were trained to laugh. Like even if a guy makes a lame joke, at least he makes an attempt at humor that it is appreciated with the responsatory laugh. And it's not a fake, but it's just like, oh my goodness. And I don't know when you're talking to girls and they laugh. Have you noticed like the conversation just goes to hell? You're way more at ease. Oh yeah. You're way more at ease. And it's like, Absolutely. oh, she liked that. Okay. Then women who don't laugh, you're like, oh. Hmm. Stick up the butt. Yeah. I'm failing. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're dying. You're, 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 I'm look, dying. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a comedian on stage and you're dying. And even when you deliver a really good joke, they, like, you know it, and they're just right, like, yeah, right. you're like, oh, what's fucking wrong with you? Yes. Because if you throw out it, I'm doing attempts at humor, and they're really lame. It's like, okay, I kind of don't blame you for laughing at that. But yeah, when I throw out something genuinely funny, and they don't laugh, it's like, okay, now now we know you're the problem, not me. Right. Or that least, was good. That was funny. Yeah, you know, when it, or at least sparring. Now, when we were 20, we didn't know any better, but like a little bit of give and take and sparring, and like, you, you know, you... you whatever thrust and they don't parry or dodge you just take it uh it's like wow i i don't know what and then you're (laughs) right what do you do with that you haven't even ordered your drinks yet you're like oh shit i gotta go through dinner on top of this (laughs) now do you have now i'm kind of curious about this i I know you're always chasing after the girls and mentioning the girls when's the last time you had a girlfriend and i don't mean that in like a nerdy sense but it's been oh it's been a while it's been a while when's the last that's why i keep making the joke about i may never have sex again and it's been 70 years and it's been real real legit girlfriend oh man because it ain't like you ain't charming or got a a a character or personality about you well, I got a personality, but uh, right, you're in shape. I, a lot of it, yeah. I gonna, I think it's been about seven years now. Seven years. It's Holy been a while God. since, yeah. Was that in Texas or? No, it was still here. It was here. It was here. I've been here for sh- over fifteen years at this point. Wow. I'm not exactly sure. I'd need to actually look, but. I only know that because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm like, yeah, I think I've been here 15 years. And she says, well, I've been here 15 years, and you were the first person I met when I moved here. I'm like, oh, so obviously I've been here 17, 18, Mm. 19. I mean, after a while, though, I mean, not to say there aren't gals. I mean, are you even in your 40s yet? Are you in your 40s yet? I am. Okay. It's not like there aren't gals in their 40s or late 30s. But it is a college town. I mean, inevitably, it, and I know you would like you'd be okay. You would sacrifice. You would suffer and date a twenty-one-year-old. Oh yeah, you, you know, and that's very open-minded of you. And I, I'm glad I you don't take discriminate based on age. Good, that's no, very no. open-minded. But uh, I'm just, dude, they're just. They're, is it the liberalness? The yeah, it's the flakiness. Even at that age, they're still flaking out, huh? At which age? 
Well, 30s... See, like, I've been dating the same gal for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, but... So I don't know what... It's kind of like... No, all right. Early to mid-30s after, I don't know what happens. Do girls still flake out? Does that bullshit still happen? I I think so. Here, part of my problem is that I just... For whatever it's worth, and I, I... this is one of my problems. Is that I pretty much just chase the young ones. I mean, well, the there's last, yeah, I could tell you. Okay, yeah. The last time I was out with a girl and she said, "Well, we were talking to her." She says, "Yeah, I'm 28 years old now. I'm all you know. I have to grow up or whatever." So, I, and the first thing that went through my mind is, "Oh my God, you're 28." Was she, like you're so old. <laughs> was she that? Was she old looking? Or no, what? no. I thought she was younger. That's why I was on oh. a date with her. I was like 28. <laughs> I would pegged her for like 24. So there's no interest in the thirty, like a comely thirty-two-year-old. You know, it's. I'm not saying I would throw one away. I'm just saying that <laughs> what what I approach and what I talk to is the is the young ones, and they're flaky. You'd almost have like the good setup. Like you get one, she graduates, she moves away. Oh yeah. You get another That's one. That's kind of the dream. Is that I mean, okay? Yeah. You ever pull that and off? That, no. No. And then part of I can blame a little bit of it on the job thing i mean like seriously like this time of year normally i am dead i am fucking not working i'm spending all my time you know trail running and biking and chasing girls and shit and goddamn august and september this is i'm booked right now all the way through september 21st i've like almost no free time you you sort of caught the perfect storm right here to, to tomorrow and the next day are my last days off but it's just the busyness and shit and the flake. All right, let's see. I'll show you this. All right. You can you can do it. This is a very short conversation, but this is what I'm talking about. Now you read. Am I allowed to read it? You can read it out loud. Okay. Are you gray? Or are you white? Oh, I'm uh, I'm the top one. You're I'm the gray. top one. All right. <clears throat> the great one says, "What's up? You never came to visit me all summer. I'm pretty sad about that. You know, that's very charming. That's good. That's that's no. charming-ish. Yeah. Girl says, "I'm sorry. I lived in Denver all summer for work. I would love to see you soon, though." She's like. 30 minutes south of here. Now, now, now let's just think about that sentence. I would love to see you soon. Now, you're a, you're a boy like me. Yeah. What does that sentence mean to you? If I were to utter it, I would love to see you soon, I would have spent the 30 minutes in my car to come up here and see you. <clears throat> right. See, I, this, and this is, this is what I don't... She's 20 years old. She's adorable as fuck. Right. And so this is like, this is my target audience, and this is the problem. It's like, I guarantee you... If I even hear back from her, I'll never see her. <coughs> but why? I just, it's like, okay, why do you say sentences like that? Well, write sentences like that to me. Well, see, and that's that's why I tagged out. Like, I, I mean, it was, <laughs> I did. I tapped out. I'm like, no, I'm done no. with this bullshit. I'm going to sell for a nice quality girl, and I don't want right. to deal with this crap anymore. Um, and it, see, But see, that's, and that's what said. Now, I know you're dealing with a 20-year-old girl. And I'm kind of curious if it, if it would be the same with a 38-year-old girl. Right. But. See, I don't know. I've never. But it's it's like, it's such bullshit. Like, you can't. But, see, and that's where I don't have a lot of respect for women, in a, at least in the capacity of dating. It's like, if they, I mean, literally, if they say something, you just don't believe Leave it. it. You just don't believe it. I, yep. It even got to the point when I was in college, I had scheduled myself for shifts, and I'd get a call from a girl, or there'd be a voicemail on my because we didn't have cell phones back in the day. Right. It's like, um, are we still going out tonight? I'm like, oh shit, that's right. I had a date tonight, but I was so used to getting stood up, up 
and making alternative plans, asking out multiple women. Rarely did it ever come to bite. Like, the, oh wait, you showed up. Oh shit. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got emergency call to work. And 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 ironically, that would actually work better. Right. Um, but yeah, you just. Yeah, I've, I've I'm heard sorry. You women, tell these stories. Women yeah. in the teens through the twenties, mm-hmm. their behavior has legitimized every man's right to treat them not as inferiors, but to assume they are nowhere near as responsible as men. Right, to not take them in, res- in terms of responsibility, they are nowhere near as responsible. No, absolutely not. And they can huff and puff and pout and, and shake their little titties. I don't care. I was stood up enough, flaked out on enough. Yep. And it doesn't even necessarily, this is not the romantic thing. It's just kind of like, and especially the better looking you are, every guy and gal has the right to assume that if you are a hot teen or 20-something girl, you are flighty, you are flaky, mm-hmm. you are not responsible, you are not reliable, and you're dumber than fuck. Because that girl right there, what, why would she even Why would she even say, oh my God, I'd love to see you, but I've been working in Denver, right. though. What, is, what does that mean? That has no and currency and, or and, value to it. Right. Yeah, this, I've been working. Okay, so that's 40 hours a week. I mean, it, it's not like you have a job like me where I'm working 90 hours a week and mm-hmm. shit. It's like, yeah, it's I, I'm... I got another one from recent, too. It's, it's, it's a long story. I told this one on the cast. You may or may not have heard it, or it hasn't come out yet. Whatever. But it's the same thing. It's like I saw her a while back, and then she stopped answering messages, right? So I saw her again, again mm-hmm. being a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. She's talking. I said, all right, I'm going to be nice. It's always a fucking mistake. Right. Always a mistake. You stand a better chance saying, fuck off. I got nothing so to do with I you. I went over and you know, I said, hey, you know, would it be worth my time to ask you if you want to go out again? And she's like, well, yeah, I, I would love to go out again. I had a great time hanging out with you. I had you. a great time 18 right. months ago. And, and my brain is just reeling. And I'm like, and I said to her, no, you can tell me the truth. You don't have to say yes. She's like, no, I want to hang out with you. I said, well, but you're the one who stopped responding to my text messages. And she says, oh, well, I guess I didn't realize I did that. Yeah, but they're once lying. again, it's no, like no, no, no. They're inferior in that regard. They cannot be. They do not have the courage to to reject people. No, they don't. They don't have I've the courage to out. face. It's not even confrontation. It's just uncomfortable situations. Yes. Well, hence the prime directive: no white woman from North America must experience discomfort. True, I'd say they it can't goes for, handle it. I'd, I'd be curious what whether what Latinas and, and black women are like, but I'd almost bet that. It's still the men asking them out. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think there's. Like I just this. don't think those, from my experience, not with dating, but just knowing them, I don't think they're as fragile as the white women. I don't think they can be because they b- grew up typically more in poverty. Exactly, and, and they've and, had a little right. more life experience. Right, right. So I, I'll, I'll grant you that, but I still don't think you have a, a young black lady no, or a young Latina no, lady not. going up and asking out guys. I really don't. I but think I guys have still got to go with through the, the... With the blacks and the Latinas, if you ask them out, instead of bullshitting <coughs> you, they're more likely to just say, no, I'm not interested or something like that. I... Not always. True. More cause, likely. Because I got shot down by every black woman I ever There you go. <laughs> See, they ain't going to play that shit. They're, I ain't interested Fuck in you, no white boy. Get yeah, out of here. Fuck you, white boy. <laughs> You ain't up to my uh, You know, the sisters were more. I got to tip the my head. Are the sisters are honest. The sisters are honest. We got to tip our hat to the ladies of, of, of uh, 
Yeah, the, the sisters are yes. not going to fucking care yeah, about your feelings. No, you're right. They're going to tell you. Right. Well, they weren't rude about it no, either. No, that's yeah, the thing. They, but they're, they're not going to bullshit either. They're yeah. not going to be, oh, I'd love to go out. Yeah, Send love. Me a message. And then you text, you know, and nothing. See, it'd be they're okay if there'd be just like a bullshit. neutral response, like, oh, I'm kind of busy that night. Oh, I have a boyfriend. Where did that just excuse ever go? Boyfriend I have a right. boyfriend. I think that one fell out, though, because every man knows it's a lie. It could be. Man, every man also knows that, yes, and you had a boyfriend when you found this boyfriend. Right. Oh, that I, I learned at, like, right. 19. That the monkey bullshit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, you got a boyfriend, sure. I'll yeah. be the next every, guy, yeah. Every woman has a boyfriend, even if she hasn't had a boyfriend in 10 years. But, but it still doesn't explain the, why go full retard? Yes. And say, oh my God, I would love, love to go. Oh man, when can we go soon? Yeah. Soon. It, like, that, is, that is what it, you saw it. I, I would know, love I, soon. I'm like, okay, I want to see how this happens. I, I know. But then the other one, so the one who forgot. So I send her a message. She, she, I said, so you want to get Oh, I'm really busy with work for the next two weeks. It's like, I know what you do for a job. You work 40 hours a week. You work for an insurance company. You don't do yeah. overtime. And she's just that. Okay, that was a good lie. That was a good that lie. That was a good neutral lie. You good took the hint. Lie. Right. You could read between the huge <laughs> right. lines with lights on them. Right. Oh God. So anyhow. Yeah. Somehow I just I'm yeah. There it is. I. You know what? What? What we're gonna do what when the GF do? Natasha gets here? Uh, we are gonna go. I'm, I'm serious. If you learned a ballroom dance, dude. We we go to this place. Don't. The Sundance Saloon, it's just down the road over there. And we'll we'll go dance, we'll figure it out. Plus I think uh, Natasha wants to go dancing as well. We we'll teach you it's it's not the worst thing to have. It's not the worst uh, ace in your sleeve to have. Oh no, I agree. Oh. I mean, I've not I nothing against dancing. Do you have any musical I, like did you ever play an instrument? No. No. Okay. Well, that's all right. You're in theater. It's got to be in your genetics somewhere. Oops. I don't know. I tried to learn dancing once. It was kind of a failure. By kind of a failure, I mean it was a failure. Well, right. You're not dancing now, are you? No. Well, that would be a failure. I tried to fly, but I'm not flying now. Yeah, it's a failure. Yes, that, yeah, yes. Yeah. It, it is a failure. Well, we'll trust you, me. See, the good thing about having the, the biggest pro I had this idea. <clears throat> it's still a brilliant idea, but people, Normie's not doing. Uh, this is a, almost as good of an idea as Silver Dollar Bikini. That's how, how brilliant an idea <laughs> this is. That was an idea, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so what I realized when I was teaching dance class is um, you'd have two couples. You'd have the blind leading the blind, a husband-wife couple. Neither of them know how to dance. And usually, not always, but 65 70% of the time, the wife would start barking orders at the husband telling him what he's doing wrong when she yeah. herself doesn't know no. what she's talking about. So not only did that throw off the lead-follow dynamic because the guy has to lead, the woman has to follow – um, but they were wrong. So they, what you were fighting a lot of times in beginning dance instruction is this misinformation from either the guy or the gal telling them, their, their partner, what to do when they themselves are wrong. And what I realized is if I could get enough of my female friends who were dancers and enough of my male friends who were dancers, who would be, they would be the standard. You know, they are correct. Right. And then you take rookies who've never danced before, take rookie women, sum up with experienced right. dancing males, take rookie men, sum up with experienced dancing females, then you knew for a fact you were wrong. 
Yes. You know, like there was no, oh, and then wifey poo would yell at you or husband poo would yell at you. And so what will happen, <clears throat> if she gets here on time, I don't know where she is. She landed like an hour and a half ago. Um, Traffic could be sucking balls. Really? At this time? Oh, yeah. I know going out to Boulder sucks. Let's take a look at that. I mean, it, just, it could be. I know. I just like to find out. Yeah. Traffic Denver. Let's see here. No, it looks good from the really? airport up here. Yeah. Hmm. It could be she had a. Now, if she went to the place I got a car rental, it would take forever. Got that it. Would be the thing. Um, but no, if you dance with her, you you one night you would totally figure it out. You totally have it down. You would there'd be no ambiguity. Um, and you would and almost it was so much to the point that I was thinking about charging around two hundred dollars an hour. Right, because um, why well, I'd have to pay a lot of people? There'd be a lot of labor costs. Yes, but of you would learn at like ten times the speed. Sure, yeah, because you're dancing with someone who knows what they're doing. Exactly, <laughs> of course, exactly. And so uh, that that can happen to you tonight. In like three hours, you will be a great salsa dancer, a swing dancer, a two stepper, depending on what music they play. Three hours, yeah, I'm unconscious. In three well, what hours. time do you got to go to work? Well, I've got to go to work tomorrow. It's just past well, that's my good. bedtime. What know. is our itinerary? Do you have any plans or anything? No, I didn't know what you were up to. I mean, you you tell me. <clears throat> I need to kind of recoup from writing all over Tarnation. Yeah. Um. I mean, if, if you're going to be here in town tomorrow and you want to do shit, man, I'm completely available. Right, and the if GF rented a car. you want to do your own stuff, whatever, but it's, if you want Oh, no, dude, I totally want to hang out with you. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, right. trust me, I was by my fucking self. Oh, you've had enough Four alone fucking time. days. <laughs> Got Although, it. Although, I did befriend uh, the cigar bartender. I don't know what, they're the person, well, they are a bartender because there's booze there, but they're the, the ones cigar that, bar? The cigar bar, yeah. So he does so, booze and cigars. Well, no, it was the female persuasion. Oh, nice gal. Very right, interesting. Nice. Um, she, uh, what do they call it? Went to, not a covenant. She went to a school where if you're a bad girl, they're going to make you good. Oh, but oh, she got kicked oh. out of that school. So I'm like, you yes, are my type of person. Nice. You and I could talk. We had a very great conversationalist. Very interesting gal. Nice. Um, but aside from that, like, yeah, nothing. No like, human contact. No human contact. I mean, there's people all around, but, well, not even then. A lot of times, you know, hiking in the middle of nowhere. I literally saw more cows than I did people on this hike. Right on. Uh, but, no, I would love to do some hiking. We could oh, definitely cool. do hiking. All right, you cool. know, there's plenty of hiking the hill around here. Damn right, so, yeah. And like I said, I've been I've been working my ass off for weeks. I just today, like at the office, trying to wrap everything up. I'm sitting there just feeling, just physically, and not even so much physically, because you know when you get that thing where you're just mentally miserable, yeah, and it's dragging everything. I was just like, God, and I realize it's because I haven't been running, I haven't been lifting, no. I haven't been outdoors, and it's just like, ah, oh, thank God, I got home today and threw the weights around a little bit and you know just to move the body and it's like so yeah i want to get out this weekend it's absolutely vital like yeah you've got to get the sunlight and the air and the movement i've i've ranted about that plenty of times on the cast you know lectured people to go the fuck outside yeah but they're not good no no they're not they're not they're not they'll just sit there and be miserable i don't know it's like go the fuck outside don't even get me started i when's the last time i saw you it was a year ago at least right I don't think it's been a year, but I can't remember for sure. But but you know, it's the, been a while. The regular complaint I have is I see people out of state like you, and Denver Ben, and right. people in Vegas more than I do people ten miles from my house. 
And I'm trying to evolve and advance myself because what happens is you ask people to go do stuff mm-hmm. and then they never go out and then you get sad. Yes. And then, and then I'm out hiking by myself and there's all this beauty and wonder. I got a motorcycle. I am living the fucking dream. And then I focus on this one problem that I can't solve where it's like, oh, it'd be nice to have some people around. And then I, what I'm trying to do is get past that and be not necessarily a stoicist, but I guess stoicist, acknowledging this problem, I can't control it. Right. And I'm not going to let the absence of it. Yeah, it will be lonely, and that is a drawback. It is windy on the motorcycle. That is a drawback. But I'm going to accept that and appreciate, wow, look at this. Yes. I get to drive across the country on my motorcycle and check out Moab and all this. And, And... and that's where I want to kind of push the... But, yeah, you sure. cannot get people to go outside no, and get I, exercise. No, God, I'm right there with you, man. Can What about dates? Can you even get girls to like keep up with you? No. What about... There's got to be like a meetup. You ever do meetup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been in a number of meetup groups, and they're filled mm-hmm. with flaky people. Really? Yeah. Even out here? Oh, yeah. With the mountains right there? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's some every like on a fairly regular basis, a new hiking meetup group will appear, you yeah. know, and it'll they'll go out a couple of times and then it just falls apart. It's it is so hard to get people to commit to shit. See, and that's something else I think where I think you and I are like I don't get that either. Like if I say to somebody, I'm two p.m. Do something. Yeah, is, yeah, dude. And if I'm late, I feel bad, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like no, I just wasted some of your life. Right, right. You know, and so it's just and yeah, and that just. And going out and doing shit, it's like, yeah, let's let's go hiking. Okay, great, let's go. And yeah, uh, and but just finding people. Oh, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta go, to my girlfriend. I gotta stay. I gotta do homework. <laughs> I, oh, I love the it's a long day. I love it, no. The, it was twenty four no, hours. Just like it every was twenty four fucking hours to the second. Yes. <laughs> and I, I love my friends who are students. Well, I gotta do homework. Who are you bullshitting? What? You're not going to do any fuck. Who do you think you're lying to? Like you didn't go to college yourself. Right. I mean, no, I've taken college. Guys, so I, I, you're not going to do any fucking homework. <laughs> Who are you lying to? Well, the, 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 now it was good. Back in the day, this is going 10 years ago, there was a great running meetup in Minneapolis called the Twin Cities Running Experiment. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got in there on the ground floor. Everybody was running. I think, I'm, not, I'm being serious, it was like the... The demographics, you know, Gen X was not quite old enough to get married, and he had some younger baby boomers getting divorced. So there was like a lot of people that went running. And then it ended up becoming pulling teeth because when I finally stopped running with that group, do you know how many members they had by that time? Just members. Just in members. The group. In the group. I would I bet over 300. Nope. 2,000. Nope. They had 2,000. So I'd go like, hey, there's a meetup. Let's go meet up and run. And there'd be a person, yep. two people. And I won't lie to you. If there's not a hot chick there, I'm, it really right. it really kills it. You know, you think, yes, hey, I'm running. Girls are going to be in shape, uh, you know. I'll get behind them. Well, no, or just like, hey, maybe I'll talk to them and get laid later. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah but, that's the only reason I join running meetups. Yeah. But it's the same thing here. If there, Yeah, there would be a bunch of members, but nothing ever happens. No right. one shows up. And so I just kind of... And now it's gotten so bad, although I, I should check it out, like, I've subscribed to the Stefan Molyneux meetup. Um, they, they, they don't call it the yes. Stefan Molyneux, they call it the... Yes. First Principles, is that it? Something like, yeah, no, I Not know what you're saying, because yeah. there's one in Denver. 
Oh, there is one. Okay. Yeah, or at least there was some time ago. It may not be there. I'm sure no one ever showed up. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, seven are attending. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll attend. And, and then I, I, I never do because I've just been so defeated by like going to the, right, right. Going to this club or that club. And well, did you ever hear any of my stories about when I did the philosophy meetup? No. You oh. Did, oh, so you tried to do a philosophy yeah, meetup. Yeah, this was okay. years ago. Yeah, yeah, I got on the meetup. I did a philosophy meetup. Set up a website and everything? Well, on the meetup.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I set it all up and everything and... I had some. I actually had some people show up. It was kind of amazing, and it also sort of destroyed my faith in the intelligence. <laughs> this was when I started transitioning from when, when you know when you're the libertarian and you're like, "Why, yes, you should let everybody make their own choices because everyone's smart enough to run their own life." And then you transition to where I am now, which is. You let everybody make their own choices mm. so that natural selection and evolution can do what they're supposed to do. Right. And I still have like notes and screenshots and stuff from the group, but it just destroyed my faith in humanity. The, one of the best moments was when a guy said, well, we're talking about killing people, mm. right? Killing. Right, it's murder, murder, right, murder, or in, or in self defense, but no, yeah, not self defense. Murder, we're talking yeah. about murder. Yeah, okay. And the guy says, "Well, maybe it's not really wrong to kill other people. Maybe we just think it's wrong." And I'm just like, "Holy shit!" Maybe, why? maybe, maybe we should just go find some hot chicks and rape them. Right? Maybe it's not wrong. May, no, see, we just think it's wrong. <laughs> it's really totally okay. Yeah, and this guy was a computer programmer, so I'm like, "Oh God." But it it, it would, yeah, it really destroyed. And the other thing I loved is I would send out reading material. And I've actually, since all this time, all the reading material I used for that, I've put on the website if anybody wants to go look. I think I call it Philosophy 101, whatever. Mm. But I sent out all this, would send out reading material before each meetup because we would talk about a specific thing, ethical egoism or utilitarianism or mm. Kantianism. And people would tell me, well, this reading material is just too difficult. And I'm like, hold on, I'm taking every bit of this material from my college classes. I'm like, everything I'm sending you is digested around the United States by 18, 19, and 20-year-old kids. This is all 100 and 200 level philosophy college, you know, textbook scanned stuff. Right. There is nothing here that should be above your intelligence level unless you're a complete fucking idiot. None of this is that complicated. And they still wouldn't and read people, it? Yeah, or... no, they, they wouldn't read or they go, oh, this too. And, and again, it's like, I'm not sending you 40 pages. I understand people have a life. Right. I'm sending you like 12 pages out of a fucking 200 level textbook. And you're telling me it's too complicated. I'm like, well, then why did you? And then that brings me to, why did you join a philosophy you think it'd be group. a bit so cerebral. Right. You think were, were you not expecting... IQ105Z+. Were you not expecting these meetups? Being literate. <laughs> to involve thinking? I mean, what were you expecting? Oh. Oh, so yeah, it was it was an experience, man. Let me tell you what. Well, I... Um, my exposure into philosophy has been completely accidental. Um, where it's the the conduit has been economics, and then right. through my writing and ranting, people are like, you know, I think I come up with this observation, like, oh, Anne Rand came up with that right. 100 years ago, or John Locke came, oh, that, that Socrates, that's what you're talking, oh, that's nihilism, that's stoicism, mm-hmm. thisism, thatism. Right. 
So I find out from my buddy Marty Andrade, um, he says, oh, you're a humanist. And I think it was when I wrote, was it a retirement book or essay, Poor Richard's Retirement? The whole point was that humans are the most important right. thing, which has been a running theme, theme that, that you had that, for, yeah, a while. for quite yes. some time. But I, I, in in Poor Richard's Retirement, I used it as like a gravitational slingshot, as the engine by which you can jettison materialism, consumerism, mm-hmm. greed. Like, look, just if you understand why humans are the most important thing, then you willingly get rid of all this other desires and wants, and then your finances improve dramatically. So I'm like, here's right. the key, the solution. To saving, frugality, but it's not you're being frugal for the sake of being frugal. It's because right. why would I buy this thing when I can right, have a right. conversation with the great one? Right, or something sure. Like you're, that. you're not limit. People think, well, I'm not spending a lot of money. I'm limiting my sensory experience. But no, you can. Get, you don't need to spend money for sensory experience. You no. get that from other people. You get it, That's and it's the best saying. sensory. Yeah, I mean, you can right. get drunk. You can have a, a sure. sugar high with chocolate or whatever. Right. You so can buy a lot of shit or a new car, but you know it's, it's like you said though. Other people are infinite; they are limitless. Right, right. So you can't get that anywhere else. I think huzzah! I have figured it out, and the rest of the people aren't buying the damn. Like, okay, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> so, secret of the universe, right here. Solution to poverty, right here. Social security problem solved, right here. Yeah, fuck it. We don't want us go buy some more fucking doodads or a, a Mercedes. <laughs> uh, so Marty reads it. Marty is intelligent very smart and he says oh you're a humanist i'm like ah fucking marty him and ryan fuller these two guys are like all educated on that right you know the real liberal arts like they're not the leftist marxist bullshit but the real liberal arts oh well you know you drew this tank 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 and theorem like oh fuck it (laughs) so i had to look up humanists like oh for the care and compassion of your fellow human man i'm like oh well there's a humanist club on meetup and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Humanist Club. And there's like a meeting of eight people. And I'm like, oh, this would be very deep and philosophical. And I'm like kind of interested. And you know what? So then I look at their meetups and what they've done. They're just rank leftists. They're not, of course they they're are. not intelligent. They're not smart. They're just rank leftists. leftists. All their events are going to protest this, oh, protest that. We want to have basic guaranteed income. <sighs> We want human rights. We want, and I'm like, oh, so this isn't going to be about putting humans at the center of your life. It's going to be about taking other humans and living off of them and not really yep. giving a shit about other humans and being a parasite on humans. So it's the Parasitic Humanist Club. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, Meetup has been Meetup has been flaky. Meetup is a flaky universe. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, great. Now I'm thoroughly depressed. Now that I get, I was so happy. Thanks, I was like, man. I'm like, I'm coming in, oh, barely I'm, so I'm Cheyenne. There's no. Oh man, there's nothing on way. I'm Nebraska. <laughs> My fuel efficiency is tanking because I'm doing 90 miles an hour. There ain't no cops. Oh, God. I'm like, guys, ah, be great. Now we're all sad and depressed mm, and emo. Fuck. <laughs> Other people. God oh. damn it. It. Oh. It's that. I think is going to be the frontier. For you, me, and a lot of our listeners, <clears throat> and I know you can meet people on the internet, have intellectual conversation, right. but it's 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 a supplement, it's a substitute, it's right. not the real thing, and it doesn't it doesn't suffice. Exactly. But I hate to say it, I, and that's you know something I learned this weekend is we're just going to have to accept and not let that get you down. Like 
you just have to go without human interaction because it's not coming. No. It's no, not I, coming. I know I've learned that in my life. Intellectual human conversation is not going to get thrown at me yeah. in bucket loads anytime soon. Well, perhaps that's why you're happy and content where you are. Like, you can you could stay here and because you've accepted and then but then what do you do do you read books or do you I do read books throw yourself at a theater <coughs> well yes and no I throw myself in a theater as in doing it mm. observing it's all leftist claptrap for the most part unfortunately it's not even about the, the art or the play a lot of times no it's kind of sad so like regular art like minimal there always has to be a political lesson so they'll Mm-hmm. It's really more to convey a political message, and the art is just slapdash crap put right. together. And you're saying theater is the same thing. Though. Theater is much the same thing. Yeah, theater. It's even when there's not a political agenda. Most directors these days. I mean, directors are all leftist in my experience. Right. And they try to insert it where it doesn't exist, even when it's counter. Oh God! I, let me tell you. Okay, so Fort Collins Opera. Opera Fort Collins, opera. actually, is what they're called. Do you, okay. do you give a shit? You know, do opera? I'm <coughs> Giovanni. Is that me or you? Oh, it's me. me. Let me tell you. Probably the GF. It is. Hey, what's up, babe? Yeah, it's. Oh, you. Okay, let me. Recording? Yeah, it's going. All right, good. This is my girlfriend Natasha. Hi, you are the GF. Day. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. We're gonna we're just in the middle of a podcast right I'm now. Use the washroom to oh, okay. Yeah, up, up, up the stairs. stairs. Yep, you'll see it. It's obvious. Yep, make yourself at home. Oh, you can you can you participate. Can, you can talk if you like. I it's mean, just us two assholes. Yeah, it's you just know. Two you could probably get a female opinion on something. Oh. Yeah, I could you can give me a female opinion on this message I got from a girl. Maybe you can translate it for me. <laughs> oh, what is it? <laughs> well, I'll let you read it. You can tell me what she wrote. I think means. we did a good enough job. I think. All right. Uh, where was it? Oh, all right. Are we ready to get back to it? Yeah, no, well, well, right, I'm so, trying to remember. What, yeah, no, we were talking about the. I was going to tell you about the opera. We were oh yeah, about the arts, opera. Yeah, yeah, the agendas and all the other stuff. All right, so Opera Fort Collins. They actually do a pretty amazing job at doing operas. <coughs> but again, there's always a political agenda. So they did Othello, which you know Othello, right? It's the black guy right, whose Othello's wife guy. gets killed yes. or he gets killed. or in the Right. Yeah, anyway, uh, the point is the black guy. Right. Well, they didn't cast a black guy. They cast a white guy. And so for each opera, they always do a talk back, which means that's where the directors and the people tell you about their political agenda because beating you over the head with it during the performances wasn't enough. enough. Oh, right. okay. So they went through, they explained this whole lengthy thing where, well, when we decided to do this play, this opera, we, we were very, what's the word, uh, flustered, whatever, because we needed to cast a tenor of color. They couldn't say black person as Othello because it's a tenor. Okay, it's a tenor. Color. Okay, all right, I see. All right. Right. So, well, and then we couldn't find a tenor of color. Wait, 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 wait. They and couldn't find a black they opera singer. Find They're a, lying right. sacks of shit. Exactly. You want to talk about racism right there? That exactly. is bullshit. Right. I mean, there is one guy, honest to God, there's somebody in our paltry listening audience who is a young could, black male. There's who could no pull- one in Denver who's black and can sing tenor. No, of course not. Absolutely not. 
Right, but so they, they just talked about this endless quest. Well, do we find? Then we decided it was okay not to cast a tenor of color. They tenor could, of tenor color. Tenor of color. I just like, <laughs> oh my god, please. You know, just that you could see just the agony of the the white guilt and everything. All right, so then they did another play. I can't remember the name of it because it's it's the Italian. Anyhow. The, the translated, the title is something along the lines of, yes, all women are like that. Okay. And so the, the summary of the opera... Was this the talk back? Well, no. Well, the summary of the opera... Okay, all right. The, uh, what happens in the opera is there's two guys and they have their two girlfriends and they're all in love, right? Right. And then the older guy, the like grandpa figure with the white hair, you know, that's one of his lines. He says, I didn't get this gray hair for nothing. <laughs> he's like, he's like telling about guys, those women. So it's will, a comedy. Oh no. Yes. This is a comedy. This is a comedy. He's telling him, he says, guys, your girlfriends will dump you in a heartbeat. The minute a better man comes along. Okay. Like, oh no. Our girlfriends love us. He's like, okay. <laughs> You want to bet on this. You okay. got some money. They're like, yeah, okay. He says, all right, here's what you're going to do. We're going to pretend that you guys just got called off to war and you're going to leave. Okay? All right. You're going to put on disguises. It's theater. You can get away with this. Sure. You're going to put on disguises. You're going to come back as these new people and you're going to try to seduce the other guy's girlfriend. Okay. This sounds great. Oh, this it's hilarious. It's a, a hilarious oh, okay. play. It's all a right. hilarious opera. So they, they do it, you know, they fake going off to war and the girls are all crying. Ah! And then they come back and they start hitting on the other girls' girlfriends. And yeah, there's a little bit of resistance. And then the one of them breaks down and yeah. goes with her guy. And the other girl is still putting up some resistance. And that other girlfriend talks her into breaking down and giving up the resistance. Wow. And then the two guys come together and they're like, uh, yeah, I did your girlfriend. And the other one's like, yeah, I did your girlfriend too. And, you know, and so there it is. And it's like, yes, all women are like that. That's the whole point of the play. And so the talk back is the director and all the people going, well, we did this play, but we understand that all women really aren't like that, and this 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 really isn't the way women are. And they sit there. This whole it's like then first of all, why'd you do the play? Yeah, I mean, if it's that offensive, right? Then... Exactly. Which because again, their their production of it was fantastic. It was a great production. You know, I mean, they threw themselves into it, and it was funnier than shit. I mean, I was rolling. But see, that's on the, the thing. Floor. You know, it's funny. Right, you're not taking this seriously. Right, but then they had this whole thing. Well, yeah, no, no, we're, we're you know we hope we didn't offend any women because this is just a comedy and it's a, a reflection of how women were looked at at the time. Sure, in the patriarchy, and now, right, right? You know, in right. the patriarchy, we come up with an opera called "Women know, Are Whores." That's a, you know, now we know women aren't like that, and I'm just like Jesus Christ. So, are these talkbacks now standard with every opera, or is it just for Collins? Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I mean, it's just, I wouldn't say it's every opera everywhere. It's just something that the opera group in Fort Collins always does. Okay, because I'm wondering now, see, this gets back to my point, is these people just can't do art. No, They're no. not artists. Right. They're politicians, they're they, political Oh, hats. no, absolutely. That's, and then it's like, oh, here's the thing, like, their true thing is the politics. Yeah. And again, I, I know, I can say this because I work in yeah, the theater. In the industry, I know yeah. these directors. And yes, it's it's political. It's always showing up in it's, there. Do they realize what's what, what, the angle? I'm, 
do they realize not that they're disrespecting but they how in introducing politics or insisting politics is in some form of art do they realize how that besmirches or belittles their art no so they're completely so they all went no. to they all went to art school or film school or theater school right yeah and they've been conditioned they're completely clueless how the art should stand on its own, and if oh, you, need yeah, absolutely. A, you need a crutch like politics, or you have to bring politics into it at all. I think I think most of them see the art as the vehicle for the politics. So I think the art is secondary. So they're politicians or activists, and then yeah, I think they're activists who that's see so sad. the yeah, and that's one. I think that's one of the reasons theater is dying. I mean, I understand theater is not for everybody. Hmm. You know, I totally get that, but. Yeah, it's like I say. I'm a theater guy. I love seeing a well done theater pro- huh. production live on stage. And I mean, acting live on stage is hard fucking work. I've right. done it. But God damn, every time you go there, when you're being beat over the head, yeah, I don't you know need... with patriarchy and with sexism and with racism. Even, and... even if it was right wing politics, I don't want well, no, politics. I, agree, right. I, don't, I, don't, just... I don't need to see right wing <laughs> politics. Anyway. I want to see Mandy La Mancha. Sure. And we clap and we go home. And that's it. Right. You go see West Side Story, <coughs> and you clap. You go see Hair, which is kind well, of politics, but it's him. But again, you, you can do it without beating people over the head if you just do it true to the material. Right. You know, I want to go see 1776. Which is is a that great a play? Mu- no, it's a musical. It is? Really, yeah. Oh, it's okay. fantastic. Wow. It's about the Declaration, and it's, yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's one of my favorite musicals. I actually hate most musicals. I want to see Into the Woods. Great musical. Almost no politics involved if you just do the fucking musical. Okay, now, I hate musicals, but I'm going to have you come up with a list of musicals you think I would like, and then we, Mm. me and the GF, can go see them, because she likes musicals. But I can't. I can't really. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a a weird theater person. I'm Mm. not a big musical guy. As far as sitting through them. I know a lot of songs. No. From musicals, but then yeah, things like chorus line. Oh God, gag me! If I ever have to sit through chorus line again, just kill me. That's that's a play. That that's a musical. Oh yeah, it's a very. Isn't a chorus line just like a chorus line? A yeah, chorus line. Yeah, it's a musical about a chorus line. That's like when news people do like news special edition about, about the, the news. news, like or when they watch movies like uh, <laughs> about like the new uh, the Pelican Brief or whatever, like. <laughs> And we're just jerking off to ourselves. We're so right? great. We're, we're so cool. cool. We're journalists. We're, we're, journalists. Like, we're journalists. Oh my god! Do you think Wolf Blitzer jerks off Anderson Cooper's Anderson Cooper jerk off Wolf Blitzer? Oh man, I, I bet it depends on the day of the week. I bet they go back and forth. All right, we gotta get food, right, babe? You're you're hungry. Okay. Um, did you want to try that dancing thing up? Not tonight. Not tonight. All I'm, right. I'm tired, man. All right. I, the dancing thing I would love to try sometime. Just, dude, I'm old, man. I go to bed early. I okay. Will be, I will. All right. Well, that's fine. We'll, we will. Well, let's do this. Let's um, do this. You got a restaurant you want to go to? I can figure something out. All sure. Right. Let's figure something out. Um, something. Do you have an iron? I do have an iron. Good, because really? I got to put on a decent shirt. Uh, Whoa. My girlfriend obviously dressed up. Gosh. And I dressed up for writing. I'm feeling, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pressure now. All right, Fort good. Collins, you can wear whatever you look at. Sweet. This Perfect. is my iron is down here because I'm supposed to be ironing my shirts. Yeah. I've been putting that off for like two weeks. That's all right. 
I rarely iron my shirts. Yeah. But I, you don't have a washer dryer here, do you? No. You go to a laundry man? Yeah. Okay. But the good news but is still my nice shirts, I still yeah. iron them, but I like batch I go through all of them when they're all wrinkled, then I batch no, I, iron. That's logical. Yeah. But what now the good news is I have enough boxer shorts and socks. Oh. I have enough underwears and socks. I don't have to do laundry just yet. But my jeans are getting pretty nasty after like four days in the field, so, or five or whatever. Just air them out. All right, that's it. It'll be fine. That's uh. All right, we're out of here. We're out of here.